Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Pixel Swim podcast. We've made it. <laughs> this will be released on Thursday, March 29, 2018. As promised, I have a, a guest on this week and it is Tom Stewart, who has been on the phone show chat episodes 399 and 386 and also on Chewing Gum for the Years, episode 14. Highly recommend those. I was happy when Tom reached out because uh, I really enjoy those episodes. So hi, Tom. How are you doing? Hi, Steve. Hi, everybody. Doing very well, thank you, in a rather chilly uh, United Kingdom near Cardiff in the uh, the country of Wales. Yeah, and I, you just got for back from Paris, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, your adventures in mobile tech there in a little bit. But uh, sure. yeah, I just want to go over the uh, some weekly and personal feedback notes from this week. I do this usually at the beginning of most of my episodes. So I just wanted to say thank you to Frank Neithart. I hope I said that right. He In the email, he, he said his that was his actual name. His uh, username was different. So he reached out via email. Appreciate that about password managers, a little bit talking a little bit more about MPass. And I actually decided that I'm going to probably switch all of my passwords and and other sensitive info uh, over to NPass because it's a very nice cross-platform password manager. So, uh, uh, Tom, do you use anything for uh, password management? No, I don't actually. I, you know, I've listened to your podcast on the subject with interest. I rely on my uh, mobile phones, particularly remembering the the passwords so I don't have to enter them again generally and I've not yet felt a strong need to to get uh, such a system but um, something I'll keep under review okay yeah that that yeah for sure I've definitely been going through the process because I noticed lately that I have a lot of a lot of stuff just kind of hanging out there you know and for work and and stuff like that that it needs to kind of I need to corral, I suppose. So, uh, let's see. I was also this week. I was also on the phone show chat episode four three nine, uh, and I want just want to thank Steve Litchfield and Ted Salmon for being showing amazing kindness and really kind of helping me out with figure out having how to record Skype calls and uh, which will be how I use uh, that will be the backup if this goes Ori because I'm actually using a site called Zencaster right now. So uh, hopefully it works out well. So uh, but I also attended the Chicago Latino Film Festival kickoff party this week and I'd been doing a lot of the marketing materials graphic design wise there. And I was it was just around the corner from Google's Chicago office. So if you check out my Twitter, I took a picture in front of Google's Chicago office. Not super exciting, but you know, I don't get down there very often. So yeah, so that's how my week went so far. So let's see. Uh, let's go into a little bit about Tom. So uh, you mentioned you're out over in the UK. And when you are on uh, PSC on your one of your episodes, I forget which one, uh, one of the two, have you been on there more than two times? I only saw two in the archive. No, just just the, the twice, uh, Steve. Okay. Uh, let's see. You kind of mentioned how you got interested in tech and that it was potentially because of uh, space exploration and sci-fi TV. Is that right? Is that Did I hear that right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I'm the generation that grew up in the 60s. And of course, real space was, uh, was everywhere with Gemini missions and eventually the Apollo missions and landing on the moon, you know, and when you're a 13, 14 year old kid, that's really exciting. And uh, TV of the day also was full of sci-fi programs. I remember watching the first Doctor Who 
program in 1963. I used to watch Lost in Space. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I loved uh, Star Trek, of course, kicking off in the, the mid to late 60s. And also those Jerry Anderson uh, super marionation shows like Thunderbirds, etc. So, you know, when I was a kid, I was well into space and uh, the technology, the gadgetry, and then there was the man from uncle with uh, phones the size of uh, cigarette packets or the size of a pen. Uh, and I think as a kid, you know, these things are uh, really exciting. So maybe those were the days when the seeds were sown for my uh, interest in tech to be ongoing. That's very cool. Do you follow anything um, more current as far as any of the sci-fi stuff? I do actually. I I, <laughs> I got into Doctor Who big time when they rebooted it, I think back in 2005. Before that, I hadn't seen really any any of it before. And, and Star Trek's one that I've actually wanted to get into as well because of my love for that kind of campy science fiction. Uh, but yeah, as of recent, has there been anything that's kind of piqued your interest? The only ones I can think of recently is uh, I've seen the the Star Wars uh, recent movies, the ones that involved the original uh, cast members. So okay. that's probably my most recent uh, delve into the world of sci-fi. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah, I'm a, like I said, I'm, I, I love all the new Doctor. Have you seen any of the, the newer Doctor Who's or followed any of that? Yeah, I think my particular favorite was the, the one that, uh, David Tennant starred oh, as yeah. Doctor Who in, <laughs> and of course he's a he's a fellow Scotsman, so there's a you know there's a bit of a connection there. Yeah, for sure, he was definitely. Uh, the, the, I think the first episode I saw was on a, a public broadcasting channel over here, PBS, and they uh, I caught one of the episodes with him in it. I think it was one of his first. Uh, on the on the series and I just I I loved it so yeah David Tennant's definitely I would say I would call him my favorite doctor barring that I've only seen a handful of the older uh the older episodes so uh yeah we, thank you thank you for sharing that I just kind of am interested in that stuff and just wanted to get your take on that so uh sure. we can talk yeah we can talk a, a little bit I got a few questions that I want to run over I'm kind of trying to trial these and see if they're good guest questions. So we'll just see well, what comes of them. So the first one is, what is some of the your favorite tech that you own these days? And this can be anything from something small for the car, or, you know, a Bluetooth headset or, or, or speaker or something like that. You know, just a couple things that are, you're really glad you have around. Yeah, well, I, I think the Bluetooth for the car would figure very highly because I'm constantly playing my phone uh, podcasts and audible books uh, through the Bluetooth. I mean, it really is uh, great. It's come on leaps and bounds. It used to be the quality. It was so poor in the car, but now it's you know very, very acceptable. Um, another particular piece of favorite tech I've got is my Apple Watch. It's a Series 1 Apple Watch that I bought secondhand about 18 months ago. And uh, I've never stopped wearing it. Um, I find it very useful, not only for fitness things, to check how many steps and calories you've done as a bit of a motivation to try and keep active, but uh, for replying to SMS messages without having to touch the watch virtually, where you can dictate your, your answer and, and send it off, etc. I find is, is fantastic, particularly when driving and you, you're not able or, and shouldn't be uh, typing into your uh, smartphone screen. I would say, you know, that that's probably my favorite. I know it's a bit mobile tech, um, which we'll come on to a bit in a minute. Um, laptop 
use less and less these days, except for some, you know, serious bits of work. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd go for the Apple Watch apart from my, my mobile phones. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's Steve. cool. Because yeah, I've actually, I, <laughs> I, I probably should try another smartwatch because I, I originally bought I what I thought was a uh, Xiaomi. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, it's like the Mi Band. I, what I thought was a Mi Band, uh, just to kind of mm-hmm. get started because it's a, a you know a low cost way into the you know, fitness band type thing. And I actually ended up getting <laughs> a knockoff of it and it, it just was a, mm. a terrible experience. But yeah, one of these days, I think I'll get back into it uh, and, and get a watch or something like that. Probably, you know, something, I, I don't know if I, cause I am not in the iOS ecosystem, but you know, something Android wear or something like that. But do, what do you use as your main computing device? I mean, a lot of people these days, they a lot of times their mobile device or their their cell phone is their main computing devices. Would you say that's true for you, or do you have uh, you split the time between that and like a desktop? Yeah, well, like everybody, uh, started with a desktop, abandoned now desktops. I've got a useful little laptop. It it does everything I want. It's a Windows ten. I keep it up to date. I can run something like. Uh, flight simulator on it, which is quite intensive uh, requirements of the processor, etc. Uh, and when you just want a big keyboard uh, to make a big document or to do substantial emails or to edit a bit of video, which I don't do so much now that we've moved away from sort of camcorder to on the phone video, then the laptop comes out, you know, f- for those occasions. But ninety uh, percent of the time. Short emails, uh, web browsing, and obviously navigation, etc. I find a, a mobile phone with a big screen is is far more convenient. Yeah, especially in the you know the the bigger the screens get, uh, <laughs> the easier it is, I imagine, to to uh, get things done. As far as you know, it's uh, you can even replace you know long documents. It's getting to that point. So so the next thing is any tech that's on your wish list that's not a phone. That something that you're looking that you want to get? Oh, I must admit, I haven't thought about that one too much. Okay. And uh, uh, to be honest, uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing comes to mind. I'm, uh, I mean, maybe one day the, the, the 4K TV might be on the horizon, um, mm-hmm. but not enough content really. Uh, certainly not here in the UK to to warrant uh, changing over just for the sake of that. But uh, no, I don't. I don't have any other particular uh, item that I've got an eye on outside mobile tech. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's definitely my biggest thing that I'm always looking at. You know, getting something new. And as far as a mobile phone, I I don't really honestly have much on my list either. I don't, I, not that off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. So, uh, so just to go on to the last little thing is, uh, what are some of your favorite online services currently? Uh, I know I think I heard you talk about on PSC using Google Play Music and and stuff like that. Is there any other services as well that you use? Uh, Netflix or any other you know uh, stuff that anything that you subscribe to that you you're a big fan of well um i mean we do have netflix and amazon prime in the in the house here watch it on the on the television i dip in and out of audible i love audible books but i find myself uh, connect uh, joining up for 
six or eight months and then deciding I've kind of heard everything that's around that I want to hear and dropping out and then coming back to it at, uh, at a later date. Um, I'm enjoying a free Apple Music subscription because of the purchase of a, uh, an, a, a Pixel 2 phone on a contract by the provider EE over here in the UK. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a big music listener. Uh, all the family are constantly, but I always prefer the spoken word and only occasionally dip into the music. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I've thought about uh, looking at Audible. Uh, how many books do you get per month? That's the one thing that I, I couldn't quite get. Sure. Well, the, 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 over here, the basic subscription is is round about seven pounds a month. And, and for that, you can choose one item. And, and you know, that can be a huge item. I, I picked up um, Stephen Fry reading the complete Sherlock Holmes, uh, which which must run into seventy or eighty hours of audible <laughs> yeah. books, That's and cool. it's this this seven pounds or thereabouts subscription. You can have any book of any length uh, every month. So I, I found that was about right, really. Okay, yeah. And have you ever found yourself needing more than 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 a single book, or is there another prescription or subscription that would? allow for that is there I, oh yes uh, yes i think you can have a higher level of that i haven't found the need to have uh, more than one and sometimes i feel well you know i've listened now for 10 months in the trot those are the 10 books i really wanted to listen nothing else takes my fancy and i'll probably leave off it for for six months and then go back and have a browse and decide oh there's some titles there i really would like to hear so it's it's quite flexible from that point of view and and the the books are really well, very well read. I, I'd highly recommend it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I used to commute quite a bit. I was in the hour in the car probably about, uh, gosh, let's see, tw like 20 hours a week. So uh, I was definitely yeah. more interested. I probably should have checked out Audible then, although one book a month wouldn't have definitely wouldn't have done it. But yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try and look into that a little bit more. So uh, now that we've gone over all that stuff, we can move on to mobile tech, which I know is both uh, for both of us is uh, quite an, a hobby. And so uh, I had a look over your phone list, your phone history that you sent. And I was, <laughs> I really liked it. I really loved the variety that you had on there. It was, uh, it's something that I can relate to as far as going high and low and everything in between. So, uh, and covering all the spectrums, which is actually something I haven't done. I, I have never owned an iOS device. So, uh, but I have had an Android and, and Windows phone are definitely my my favorite of all the the operating systems, which, is, you know, there hasn't been a ton as far as the smartphone world. But I, I kind of noticed that you didn't get an iPhone until 2016. Bef before that, what drew you to Android and Windows phone before getting an iOS device? Because iOS was, you know, uh, the big turning point, if you want to call that in, in smartphones. But before the, uh, before getting an iPhone in 2016, why did you go for Android and Windows phone before iOS? Yeah, I, I resisted iPhone. Um, I think there are two or three reasons in particular. One, I always thought they were overpriced. And of course, you know, that's, uh, 
a matter for experience. Um, they obviously provide the, the highest level of service and backup, but I, I felt the items were overpriced for what you got. Uh, I didn't like the fact that the screen sizes always tended to be on the conservative small size. Um, I didn't like the fact that the home screen always looked bland and unimaginative with, you know, icons and no widgets and at the time no capability for folders. So I thought it looked really, really boring. And uh, to some extent, it didn't have the flexibility. I went through the stage of flashing custom ROMs on Android, etc., as probably many of us did. <laughs> and of course, iOS isn't that kind of system. So that's the reason I, I embraced Android and uh, Windows Phone up to that point. And then really just under pressure that uh, my wife and all the children um, had iPhones and it was just very convenient for communicating with iMessage or keeping tabs on the children with Find My iPhone <laughs> that uh, to have an iPhone myself was, you know, very, very handy. So that's why I succumbed uh, to iPhone uh, about 18 months ago. Um, but that doesn't mean to say, of course, uh, I don't still dabble in Android and Windows Phone. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, <laughs> I guess the question would be, do, do you enjoy using the iPhone over those other two? Or is there any, what, what would you say is the biggest selling, selling point if you had to stick with with an iOS device, how would you defend <laughs> defend that, I guess? Well, I, I tried to live with the 7 Plus, which five and a half inch screen, really powerful device, you know, a really, really good device. And I had it for, I think I had it about six months. And then I thought, no, this thing is so aesthetically displeasing with its its big you know bezels chin forehead etc mm -hmm. that I, I just couldn't i couldn't take any any longer really so i uh, i sold it on and and, and got uh, a replacement to that but if if an iphone looked like a galaxy s8 or s9 or something then i would be quite happy to embrace ios because uh, i do have the apple watch we do have the apple tv i do have a second hand ipad air 2 so uh, you know i'm well into the system but for for the phone uh, the, the design hasn't taken my fancy and the 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 moto sorry the moto the iphone x or 10 um, the screen's not quite big enough, and, and I can't say the notch uh, attracts me, but I think they're getting in the right direction. If they could make it with a bigger screen and uh, eliminate uh, the notch, that would be a real proposition. Yeah, I, I was actually going to ask you yeah, about the, how, what you thought about the iPhone X or X or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, it's, I, you're right. I think they are headed in the right direction. I, I am not. A, <laughs> I'm a little bit indifferent to the notch. Uh, I, I think I talked about it in a past episode. It's just, you know, they, they turned off some pixels in the middle of the top of the screen and uh, threw a camera behind it, you know. But um, yeah, I, I don't like the trend uh, the fact that it, it created a trend, you know, in the Android world, too, which I'm not too worried about because not a ton of manufacturers are copying that right now. But uh, do you are you adverse to that on on an Android device? Um, well, I've, I've seen the essential phone and that didn't seem so intrusive. Yeah, I thought that was, but, uh, it was the, a little the, less. Yeah, a little less. <laughs> it looked a little yeah. bit better, I, I would say. 
But I mean, some people say, oh, I get used to it. I don't see it, don't notice. And others say, well, I don't like this chunk out of a video when I'm watching in landscape mode. So uh, without trying it yourself, you can't really know whether it'll it'll bug you. Yeah, I imagine I can see myself kind of getting over it. Uh, and most devices usually always come with some sort of caveat. caveat I think that's <laughs> the right word to say there. Uh, that you kind of get over like a, something is in a weird place or, you know, the the cameras aren't, aren't as good as you were hoping or something like that. But there's always something I feel like, especially uh, looking at our phone histories with some budget devices on there, there's always something I feel like you have to kind of look past or get used to. Uh, and it's kind of mm-hmm. strange that it would be, <laughs> you'd be asked to do that on a thousand, a thousand dollar or a thousand pound phone uh, to kind of, you know, get used to it. But that's kind of, I feel like that's how Apple works a little bit. So yeah, that's a sore point over here. A thousand dollar phone in the states yeah. with Apple becomes a one thousand yeah, pounds phone which is over here in the UK, exchange. which yeah, yeah, it doesn't really equate to the exchange rate. But oh. uh, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's, a, that's another story for another day. So, all right. So I noticed you had a question about buying on eBay and Swappa. Uh, what what exactly were you wondering about uh, there? Yes. Um, I, I think I'm like you. I don't go out splashing out money on brand new flagships uh, <laughs> very often. Uh, so I've got an eye for a bargain. We have eBay over here. We don't have Swapper in the UK. Uh, we've got uh, Gumtree. Do you have Gumtree in the States, uh, uh, Steve? I don't know that I, if we do or not. No. If we do, I, I haven't experienced I th- it yet. I think it's UK and Australia, New Zealand type of thing. It, it's simply an app that puts you in touch with people who want to buy and sell things locally, not just tech. Okay. So if you're in the market for a Lumia, just put Lumia in, set a radius from your home, and it will tell you who's selling uh, a Lumia handset uh, in your area. And you can go along, have a look at it. If you decide you're happy with it and it checks out, then obviously you can... Uh, buy it um, at a price suitable to to both parties. And my concern was, and it's a concern that's been raised recently on the phone show uh, chat forum, which is also another great way to buy uh, good quality secondhand tech here in the UK, is that there is the risk that you buy a handset that has been on a contract and somewhere along the line, the person hasn't honoured the contract and has perhaps even reported the phone to have been lost or stolen. And of course, what the uh, the operators might well do is to is to block your uh, your handset from operating. Okay. And uh, this happened to me. Um, I bought a, a secondhand Galaxy S8 Plus in October, and two months later, suddenly no signal. I put in a different SIM card from another provider. And then no signal there either. So I realized uh, what must have happened. Fortunately, I reached out to my seller and tried to contain my excitement and disappointment, shall we say. And uh, it was a genuine case. This guy had lost his SIM card, had requested his SIM card to be blocked. But uh, the handset that had gone along with it originally was blocked as well. And within a few days, he was able to sort it out. And uh, my 
Galaxy S8 Plus has worked absolutely fine since then. But of course, it has got on it now historically the fact that it has been blocked in the past, which means I probably won't be able to, to sell it on. But uh, there we go. So that's what I, I was getting at. You know, um, have you personally had that issue buying from eBay or Swapper or know anybody that has uh, Steve? Uh, personally, uh, I don't know anyone that has. I, I am aware of that issue. And then when I go and I shop on eBay or Swappa, I do uh, take that into consideration. I think on Swappa, what I like about Swappa, uh, and honestly, I haven't <laughs> purchased a ton off of Swappa. I think I've gotten seven devices over the past, uh, you know, seven years or something like that uh, off of there. But they have an IMEI check that they require before you can post anything on there uh for sale and so it runs it through an, a nice you know background check <laughs> so you can kind of rest you know there's a little bit of assurance that you're getting a legitimate device on there on ebay now that's a that that's where it gets a little bit more shady and you have to be more careful and do your research i actually wrote uh, uh on my blog i wrote a post about buying replacement batteries on eBay and and all of the things that I look for. I think it was like 10 things on this list, you know, to try and figure out the legitimacy of it. So I kind of apply a lot of the same things to that uh, from that list to when I look on eBay for a device. So there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, checking of the, you know, checking feedback, of course, and, and stuff like that. And I noticed eBay. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I noticed eBay recently. I don't know, at least over uh, from what I've seen is that, if you're on a device page uh, that a seller is selling, uh, they've been putting up the feedback specifically for that device if they're selling like multiples of it. Uh, so you can click and see what people have said about purchasing the device you're actually looking at uh, as far as the lot that the that the seller has. And uh, that, that's been helpful. So there's just a lot of uh, little things uh, that I look at. Usually if it's an it always has to have a return policy, you know, uh, and I don't mind paying return shipping. Uh, usually that's the one thing. If, if you just don't like the phone, you have to pay return shipping. But uh, hmm. if there's a problem with the device, I've got you and it because you pay through PayPal, there's that protection there. And then there's also eBay's yes. policies uh, that, you know, you'll eventually maybe not as quickly as you <laughs> would like, but you eventually would get your money back if you did get run into a problem like that. So, yeah, I haven't had personally had um, any problems necessarily uh, with a block device, but it's because I look very, 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 care very carefully at every little detail that they put on those on their selling pages. So and, and you know, it's probably a little bit different over here in the U.S., I would imagine. Uh, for the most part, you know, there's there's a lot of things. I'll link to that the, to that battery replacement thing that I that I posted on my blog in the show notes, and and you can kind of look through there because a lot of it applies. So okay, okay. And then I noticed on your your phone history that you bought a Cubot Cubot X18 very briefly, uh, and I noticed that it was very highly specced, but for very like a fraction of the cost of a of a flagship device. So, what's the story with uh, purchasing that? Uh, I didn't, you know, I did hear on I think one of the PSCs you were on that your daughter had a Cubot too, but I think it was was it a different one than this one, or was this that one? No, she did have one. She was looking for a phone. Oh, it must have been a couple of years ago. And uh, I found another model of Cubot. The model escapes me uh, at the moment. 
and uh, it was it was Amazon in the UK was selling it at a very reasonable price, and it was quite a big screen, and uh, we we ordered that, and it was really really very acceptable indeed and she used it for i guess six months and of course because it doesn't actually say apple on it <laughs> it was one of these kind of you know i want nike trainer type of things that, yeah. that youngsters uh, uh, are keen on so she retired the cubot but it was absolutely acceptable and uh, on uh, google plus somebody posted on the uh, psc google plus group uh, an advert for this Cubot uh, X18, uh, it was called, around about last September. And it looked af- absolutely terrific. It was being marketed as basically a Galaxy S8 or S8 Plus, yeah. but for a cost a cost of about a seventh <laughs> of, the, of the price. Yeah, let me just read, so I thought, yeah, well, let I me read a couple of the specs just so, to get an idea of yeah. what it is. It, it has a 5.7-inch display. It's a 1440 by 720, which, you know, I don't think that's as high res, but that that's still a big display. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like, you know, a Galaxy S Plus. So a 13-megapixel front camera, 16-megapixel rear camera, uh, three gigabytes of RAM and 32 gigabytes of storage. It has a detachable 3200 milliamp battery, which is <laughs> that's definitely different than the than the Samsung uh, fingerprint scanner. So yeah, it goes on. But if you if you know, I'll put a link in the show notes. But if you check that out, it's it's a lot like the Galaxy phone. So yeah, what's um, more behind yeah. experience with that? It was a great little device, and and also you could have two SIM cards and an SD card all in the tray at the one time, so it really was was very flexible. Um, Funnily enough, though, um, the the marketing photographs of it, when it arrived from China, imported it from China and paid the about 20% customs duty to get it here in the UK, it didn't quite look like the marketing pictures. <laughs> they had clearly been doctored and the top and bottom bezel in real life was twice as big oh, wow. as that on on the on the photographs. So it didn't quite look as wonderful. Um, I had it for just a month, I think, and then sold it on because I acquired, you know, an authentic um, Galaxy S8 Plus, which uh, obviously was the real thing and everything was top notch, particularly the screen and the camera and the narrow bezels, etc. So it was replaced, if you like, by the original that it was setting out uh, to copy. But for for the price, around about £100 or so, it really was quite a nice uh, little device. Yeah, how was the software on it? Um, was it close to stock or was there? did they do a lot of fiddling? From memory... It was pretty close to stock. I don't remember having any issues with with you know particular Chinese software or or having to install the the Google apps uh, separately or anything like that. So I think it was it was pretty ready to go out of the box. Um, you know, cracking phone for the price looked pretty good, but obviously not of the highest uh, standard of of hardware compared with uh, with the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> whenever I see, uh, devices at, at that price, you know, with the, with specs like that, I'm, uh, I'm always intrigued to know exactly what, what you'll be getting. So it's good to know and hear your experience with that. So, 
you know, we both had this or you had a question on your on your notes here. And I think we're, we both uh, can answer it is if no money were no object and we're talking about cheap phones just a second ago, uh, if money no, were no object, what would be your perfect smartphone? So uh, I'm going to bounce that to you and then I'm going to have to to figure that out for myself. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, well, f- funny enough, I think I've. Uh, fallen in love again with the um, the Galaxy S8 Plus. The, the, there was a time when the Pixel 2 or 2XL was released back in the, the fall. And, of course, Samsung are notorious for not uh, getting the latest version of Android out to the handsets for various reasons, you know, less than six months after it's available on on a Google handset. Mm-hmm. So there was a time I was getting a bit frustrated. Here was I with this flagship and wasn't enjoying the latest version of Android. But now that landed oh, a week or two ago, I think. And also we've got the capability to sideload the Pixel 2 camera mm-hmm. uh, onto the phone. So you know what I'm looking at now is you know a really great device. I mean, and and the screen, the screen is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, so big, uh, everything is is just looks great on it, and everything like spreadsheets and email you can do fairly well on it. So uh, at the moment, I'm thinking, gosh, I don't know if I'd want anything mm-hmm. other than the S8 Plus, and, and if it was, it might be something like the Pixel 2 XL. To be uh, to be guaranteed of the great camera and the immediate updates of any software and uh, monthly security updates, but uh, I'm pretty well there. I feel currently, you know, very very happy with this uh, S8 Plus. Okay, yeah. That, have you had any inclination to look at the the S9 and the S9 Plus? Is there anything that? No, not really. Um, it's 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 too similar i know there's fancy stuff about the camera but uh, i i haven't got a, a, a use for super fast slow-mo okay. really um so no i'm, I'm very content with s8 plus i haven't been attempt been attempted at all to look at the s9 or 9 plus seriously okay, yeah so so in, in other words your ideal phone is in your possession <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's, yeah, that, so. that's cool. That's very good. Uh, that's, you know, for me, it hasn't really happened that way. I do, I realize that I have my ideal phone wish list put together. I'm sure there's probably a phone that matches it out there, but I haven't found or anything, you know, that I can actually get. But we're talking ideals. So uh, I did put, I'll just read down my list real quick. It is a 5 to 5.3 inch screen. Uh, front-facing stereo speakers, good ones. <laughs> Probably should put good ones on here. Uh, a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, which I still uh, uh, enjoy. Is there there? There's a headphone jack on the S8, right? The S8 Plus. Yes, yes. Samsung have kept uh, yeah, the they're jack, keeping yeah. that going. So that's good. Uh, the, a consumer swappable battery. Uh, that's <laughs> this is where a lot of it goes off the rails. I think sometimes because uh, the rest of what's on my list usually. Because most, actually, most of what's on my list, I think you can probably actually get. But the rest of it is an average of a six-hour screen on time for battery life. Uh, how's the the S8 Plus on battery? How is that? Yeah, that's an interesting point. It it's fine. It's it's not outstanding. Um, I mean, I've even set the the display down to the 
the lowest <laughs> resolution, really, to try and eke out the battery. Um, we, we were in Paris at the weekend, not somewhere we go very often. Um, and I thought, well, if I'm out during the day taking photographs, a bit of navigation, etc., I don't want the battery to die on me. So for the very first time, I got one of those battery charging cases. Okay. And it's it's got a 5,000 milliamp hour uh, capacity. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you snap it on to the back of your uh, Galaxy S8 Plus handset. It does make it very heavy. This is a phone now that weighs over, th- well, three hundred grams our money. <laughs> That's what more than half a half a uh, more than half yeah, a pound. Uh, you know, it's a solid brick <laughs> in terms of weight, but it gave me you know full life throughout the whole day and evening without any any issues so i'm now i'm now wondering you know do i take it back off and go back to normal and just put it on for special occasions or do i try and live with it so that's something i've got to got yeah. to decide battery life if, if they would just invent a top-notch phone that could go no problem all day and evening and you never had to worry about the battery that would be uh, yeah, wonderful the key, the key there is top-notch because <laughs> they do have uh you know there are devices out there and we'll talk about i want to talk about a little bit about the moto e4 plus in a little bit but and we'll go back to the your paris trip and talk a little bit about the 1020 because i'm curious about how that got on and uh but yeah the rest of my list here is uh and i was talking about the six hour screen on time uh fast charging of some sort in which most devices even budget these days are in implementing that type of thing uh i put <laughs> this now i did make this list a little bit uh, a little while ago but a uh, cool temperature processor because <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of phones that get really hot and then a uh, 12 megapixel back camera which is usually no problem these days and a 5 megapixel front camera that and that's pretty much all my list so uh, I think there's actually quite a few phones that meet almost all of those out there so uh, except for the swappable battery which is becoming less and less uh, prevalent so uh, yeah so if you had to choose if you had to choose then, Steve, which of the phones out there that was closest to your uh, ideal spec, what uh, what would you settle uh, for? If I could just buy anything right now off the shelf, oh. uh, whew, that's a tough one. I, you know, honestly, I've, I think the, the Pixel 2 XL would probably be what I would go for. The speakers mm-hmm. on that... Uh, are you know supposed to be pretty decent and then i like the the stock experience of android uh and yeah i think that's what i would go for because i use the speakers quite a bit and and (laughs) i'm I'm only talking about the speakers on it but i think the rest of it uh looks pretty good too even though i'm not a huge uh big phone user uh how do you carry your phones around usually you just pocket them or you have a case or something well um i'll always have you know a case not you know a thin uh, TPU type case. Um, I I carry my phones where possible in my shirt pocket, okay. and uh, I know if you've got a big phone, it does stick out. Um, I've only once come a cropper where the phone just slid out of my pocket and landed screen down on uh, on a concrete <laughs> <laughs> surface, which was disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I'm very conscious now if I'm bending over, picking up the dog or something uh, to make sure I safeguard uh, the, the phone from sliding out. Uh, in Paris, because I had the two handsets with me, I would have one in my front jeans pocket and the other in a shirt pocket underneath a, 
uh, a sweatshirt or jacket to, to try and uh, protect it a bit. But definitely a shirt pocket man where possible, even if it looks ridiculously bulky. <laughs> so in Paris, we can go, we can talk a little bit about that. Now you did bring, a, you said you picked up a, a, a like a new condition almost, uh, Lumia 1020? Yes, again on this uh, Gumtree uh, selling app. Uh, from time to time, I just put in Lumia and look what it's about. And suddenly, about a week or so ago, a Lumia 909 hmm. was listed. And of course, the 909 was, as it were, its its code name before it was launched and was branded 1020. So it, oh, it got okay. me thinking, obviously, this was a 1020, but it also got me thinking that the seller didn't really understand what they were selling. Hmm. And... Um, they were only asking £40 for it. You know, this is a phone that was, what, £600 in the UK right. when it came out in uh, 2013. So I thought, hmm, you know, this, this is worth looking at. And I went to see it, and it was really in pretty immaculate condition. There was hardly a mark on it. Uh, it had been very well looked after. One one uh, lady owner who kept it in a, in a full case. And uh, no, I, it on Sunday, I don't think it had a... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it had a hard life, so I was quite happy to to pass me forty pounds over. And, and they, on my request, before I picked it up, they had it unlocked from the particular network they had on, which uh, doesn't agree with me. And uh, I thought, wow, this this is fantastic! You can't go wrong here. So I took it uh, with us to to Paris. My wife and I had a, a very uh, quick forty eight hours trip to Paris. It's about an hour's flight from here in Cardiff, so it's very accessible. And uh, yeah, took took as many pictures as I could, and still thoroughly enjoyed the capability of being able to zoom in before you take yeah. the shot. And then because it saves the two pictures, uh, the five megapixel and the thirty-four megapixel shot, uh, you can then zoom in even further on the higher resolution uh, copy that it saves. So it, it was terrific. You know, it really is. Uh, I'm, I'm not likely to use it as a daily driver because uh, an old phone. I don't know if I would risk putting Windows 10 Mobile on it. It's running Windows. Uh, 8.1, Windows Phone 8.1, which is absolutely fine, particularly for the camera mm -hmm. apps. But uh, it's going to be great fun to play with and, and to take out when you're wanting a very pocketable little zoom uh, camera device. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, what color did, is it? Uh, was it the white one or the? It's a black one. Um, okay. I have I have in the past had a secondhand yellow one and also another black one, neither of which were as as well looked after. Uh, as this one and uh, you know it, it's just one of these classic devices if <laughs> if you like your quirky phones that Nokia produced and on that subject I remember seeing in your list uh, Steve you had a Nokia N9 yeah. at one point is that right <laughs> yes that's probably my most what, my uh, most obscure phone that I think that I've what was your ex experience and memories of that uh, I loved that phone. I really did. Uh, it, it was a great, you know, this, uh, it was, I, it was, a, yeah, it was a good device. I, the form factor on it and the, the interface really is what sold me on it and why I kind of went for it, you know, when it was not fashionable, you know, especially here oh. in the U.S., you know, where Nokia and, and the, all the Lumias aren't, weren't as prevalent, you know, so, oh. uh, but yeah, it had Amigo OS on it and it got, it got a couple updates while, while I had it. So I, I had it not long after it came out 
And it, I just loved the interface and the camera was probably the best I had had up until that point. Uh, I had the, you know, the Zeiss optics and all that on it. So, uh, and then the macro shots were really, really good on it. Uh, it, the thing is, is that it was just really, it was, you know, the, the operating system, even though it got a couple of updates, uh, was kind of dead on arrival. So there was no, you know, no app development almost at all, you know, and, and then where there was apps, you know, a lot of them didn't fill the gaps for me, you know, and, and I had already been on Android and Windows phone. So it was kind of, you know, it, I, it pained me to get rid of it because it was just a really great and slick device. The interface is probably still one of my favorite because of the simplicity of it, even beyond Windows phone, it was just a really enjoyable experience and, and very simple and I just wish it, you know, had gotten the development behind it to kind of push it forward and, you know, create a viable operating system. But yeah, I liked that phone quite a bit. Yes, uh, I see you, you can still get them from China, uh, import them from China. I've seen them on eBay that are supposed to be pretty new devices. But as you say, everything that surrounds it, apps development and its specification now would probably let it down. But I think it's it, the swiping idea on it has found its uh, way into other phones over the years. So, uh, you know, it's a good yeah, idea yeah. and uh, uh, just one of these classic devices that uh, I've, I've seen but never actually uh, Yeah, held. I would definitely... Uh if I mean, if you can get a good price on it, obviously, I would suggest picking one up just for, you know, just to check it out. Because it, I think that, like I said, the simplicity of it is has, has been unmatched since I've, I've been going on. I know that uh, I think Andy Hagen has a Nokia N9 still. I talked to him briefly on Twitter about it a little while ago, and he still uses it, you know, for music device. And it's, you know, it, it's still definitely usable. And I'm pretty sure you can still make phone calls, you know, and, and text messages on it. So, you know, as a yeah, basic yeah. phone, it's still still got that going for it so uh we had talked about battery life a little bit ago um and i was going to bring up the moto e4 plus uh which i still have i had some adventures with recently i guess you could say um but what was your experience with that device and why did you end up uh not keeping it well the reason I purchased it, and this was one I did uh, purchase uh, new from a, a store here in the UK, was my Galaxy S8 Plus had been mm. blocked. And I had visions of that phone you know, being dead in the water. It could never be used again. It's a very expensive paperweight. Um, so I thought, I need something to replace it. And uh, I looked for a big screen, uh, a reasonable price. And this was on a reasonable offer. So uh, I, I bought it and I was very impressed with it. You know, I'm sitting there um, on the city with this E4 Plus in my hand and what I was thinking was a dead, <laughs> a dead to the network Galaxy S8 Plus in the other hand and thinking, yeah, there's not an awful lot of difference in the functionality, functionality between the two. And as you say, it had a super powerful uh, battery capacity, you know, it, it just never seemed to, to go down. Um, so uh, the only reason it was short-lived was, was because, you know, a week later, the Galaxy S8 Plus burst into life and I couldn't justify uh, holding on to this other handset when obviously the, the Samsung would do pretty well everything except 
the exceptional battery life. So that's why I moved uh, the E4 Plus on. But for the, the week or so I had it, I was certainly very, very impressed with its uh, spec for the, for the price it was being sold at. Yeah, definitely. I've I've really enjoyed uh, owning it. I've I, there was a super special offer over here in the U.S. Um, Verizon prepaid. Uh, it was a Verizon prepaid device, and you can pick it up for ninety nine dollars. So it was uh, hard to to pass up. And then there was a two dollar unlock code. I think that I got on eBay, and everything worked well. I just you know there was always something about the Verizon you know, firmware on there that was all, a little bit off. So I ended up yeah. getting rid of it and getting uh, the unlock version. So it's definitely one I'm going to hang on to because it is a powerhouse with the with the battery. And, and it I takes <laughs> it takes a lot to kill the battery. You can run it all day and still yes. have a full day next, you know, to run it all day. And, and yeah, it's just a really great device. But uh, I don't want to I want to go back into a little bit of Lumia's before we get too far back into the Android world. Uh, I noticed you had a uh, a Lumia 535, which is a low end Lumia, right? Uh, the, or at least the low end spec. Uh, how was it with that device? Do you remember that one at all? I, I can, you know, funnily enough, I can't remember how I acquired it. Um, most most phones I can remember where I bought right. it or who I bought it off or what uh, system. But I can't really remember where I got it from. My memory of it was it was awfully hard work because the the sensitivity of the touch screen was was not good no. at all and uh, when when i went from a higher end phone to that <laughs> i thought oh dear and uh, i think that one moved on fairly quickly um it was an inexpensive device second hand i passed it on fairly quickly um uh, it just couldn't get along w was that typical having the, the the actual touch screen was uh, not very good at responding uh i didn't have hands on with the 535 but i remember right. the lumius i had uh, lumius 635 over here which i think is very similar to the 630 that's on your list uh, yes but uh Kind of the same thing. Uh, I've actually bought that phone twice uh, because it was, you know, it was so cheap, you know, to, to pick up. And I just thought, you know, it's a nice little easy, simple device. Um, and so I, I just, I just couldn't hold on to it because like you said, when you hold it next to something else, uh, it's just, it's hard to justify, you know, uh, keeping there's, you see the pitfalls and, and all of that, but it's, I see also recently got a Lumia 650, which is one of the newer, well, not newer, <laughs> you know, quote unquote newer yes. of the last, you know, runs of the Lumia phone. So, uh, it, you mentioned that it's slim and 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 it that runs Windows Mobile, I think, out of the box, right? That that came out. Yes, of the box yes. Right? I, th I think it was. I think it was Microsoft's yeah. last Lumia, and uh, it's a lovely device. It is so light. It looks so sleek with its sort of aluminium uh, uh, surround. Uh, latest version of Windows 10 Mobile. You know, it is a really, really nice device, and I've enjoyed uh, enjoyed playing with that one. And it's nice to have that, the the latest uh, Windows 10 Mobile, and contrast it with the the Lumia 1020 on uh, Windows Phone 8.1, which, whilst works fine, is nothing like as uh, as, as slick as the as the latest version. So I, I do enjoy. I picked that one up for a, a good price again on this Gumtree uh, app mm -hmm. over here in the UK. 
and uh, was was very uh, very happy with it indeed. Yeah, very good. You know, I've I've looked at getting a 1020 because I currently don't have any eight, uh, Windows Phone 8.1 devices, and I kind of want to, you know, have one for the archives. Uh, I guess you would say, and that one seems like probably my best bet, especially with that crazy camera on it. So. Yes, I'm. I mean, you you mentioned Steve Litchfield, who's is the world authority on uh, Windows Phone and uh, and and the like, and uh, and photography connected with uh, the smartphones as well. He's uh, e- extremely qualified in that area, and he uh, from time to time posts how you can put very old phones onto Windows 10 Mobile Creators Update and all this sort of stuff, and. I'm sort of tempted to try it because when you're a bit geeky, you like you like doing things like that. Um, but I would hate to lose what I've got just now uh, with a camera capability and 8.1 right. works fine. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to think about that one, whether I want to risk uh, doing something awful there. Although they keep saying you can't really brick a Windows phone because there's always a recovery tool to get you back. Right. Is there uh, a, is that what's on the Windows device recovery tools, the 8.1 image for the 1020? Have you checked that? Um, I, I don't know for sure. It would be it would be eight or 8.1. I yeah, guess. I, if it were me, I would probably just leave it on 8.1. Uh, yeah. The, if Since you have the 650 on Windows 10 already, I would just kind of I don't know. I just feel like that, you know, it wasn't designed for that. You know, the 1020 was not. And I just feel like the experience will probably that's probably right. suffer yeah. and you'll probably just end up going back to 8.1 at some point. I know that's how the, the cycle that I usually go through is like, I just want to, you know, you have to, yeah. to get your yeah. fingers in the pie and, and try and try and tinker and, and see what you can get out of what you can get out of the device, you know? That's right. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll, you may end up doing it. Uh, I can say from the out Absolutely. an outside perspective, don't do it, you know, but uh, it's just one of those things. So I'll uh, let you know if I do. <laughs> appreciate that all right let's see so just to kind of wrap everything up uh, we had another you brought up another question i thought was a really good question and you know it may, some of the devices we have talked about may fall into this category but your favorite uh device of all time your phone favorite phone of all time uh what what do you <laughs> are you currently holding i feel like the s8 plus is probably going to be your answer but i'll let you go i'll let you answer and and, and well go from there. yeah i mean Definitely, I'm I'm very satisfied with S8 Plus. But if I was looking back to my historical uh, uh, comings and goings of the phones, I think in second place, I would have gone for the Moto X Style, which was named something else in the States. What was it called in the States, Steve? Uh, over here, it was called the Moto X Pure Edition. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, the same right. phone, no, right. basically just a different name. But yeah, what, what about that device exactly? Did you- yeah. Uh, I, I love the big screen. I love that funny gesture where you could make it into a torch by twisting it this way or uh, bring the chopping. camera on by some other. Yeah, chopping, that's right. And the front-facing speakers, again, were, were, was a great thing to have. So I, I only gave that one up because I went over to the world of Android, uh, sorry, the world of iOS to keep the family uh, all on the same uh, system. Um, but I think looking back, the Lumia, 1520 would be very hard to beat. Um, I bought that secondhand, had it for six months, loved it, loved the big screen, loved the camera, loved the power of it. And at that time, didn't worry too much about the missing apps. I maybe did more on the browser uh, 
But uh, that was the phone that slipped out the shirt pocket. And uh, <laughs> that was the one phone where I didn't actually choose to give it up, sell it or anything like that. It, uh, it, it, it was damaged beyond repair and uh, I had to move on to something else. But uh, very fond memories of that. But of course, nowadays, when you rely on apps to do things, uh, you really couldn't live easily with a, a, a Lumia 1520 even on windows uh, mobile 10 so uh, i'll stick with the galaxy s8 plus <laughs> yeah that those are those are some good devices i haven't had hands-on with the 1520 i actually recently was very close to to picking one of those up too because i thought it looked like a stellar you know lumia device as far as lumia devices go so uh may i'm gonna keep that in my you know on my wish list uh, for you know if there's a bargain deal someday uh but yeah the moto x yeah that well the style for you the pure edition for me i enjoyed that device quite a bit uh which actually brings me to i think my favorite device of all time which is kind of an odd one i <laughs> i would say uh not, not necessarily way out there as far as choice but the motorola moto g third gen uh which was in 2015 i had that device up until not not too distant past uh when i uh upgraded to the moto e4 plus upgraded i don't know if it's an upgrade it's actually a lower model but they they're very similar uh but yeah the moto g third gen I, it it's just one of those devices where it just uh always kind of fit it always kind of fit with me and the way that i that I use phones. I mean, it was, you know, it's a low end device. Uh, well, I guess technically it's the, the Motorola's mid range, uh, device, mm. the Moto G, but, uh, it had the, the chop for torch and the twist for camera and, and all that stuff. And then, and it had the, I think what I liked about it a lot too, is that it had the kind of, I forget what they called it. It's like a live display, but basically glance screen. If you know, you think of Windows Phone, it had that kind of thing going on it where you could just lift the phone and it would, you know, show your notifications or just kind of tip the phone a little bit, you know, if it's on the nightstand and it would uh, show stuff like that. So I've always loved Motorola devices, especially recently um, because they've really i feel like they take into a lot of human uh, human elements and they kind of design certain features for that like the chop for for torch you know that kind of thing uh i used it a lot you know because we had a, a dog up until recently he was <laughs> he was 18 so last year he Whoa. had to be put yeah he was an 18 year old chihuahua so he had to be yeah uh, put down because he was, you know, hit a rough go at the end there. But uh, we used to take him outside, you know, all the time. And I would use the chop for torch in the middle of the night, you know, it was so easy and just a nice little feature to to walk around the yes. house, you know, without having to wake everybody up. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's why I think the Moto G third gen was probably my favorite device that I've owned because, uh, you know, as other devices came in and out, my SIM card always was stayed in that one because it was my most reliable, most usable device i think that i've ever had so uh yeah that that would be that would be it okay so that was really good chat i love talking talking phones and you're per, you're a great great person to talk phones with so i'm just gonna go into a little explanation i used to have the pixel bin bargain of the week i think i didn't do it last week and then the week before that i kind of was trailing off with it but you know i find i figure if i find a bargain i'm going to share it on the podcast so i'm just going to call this a pixel bin bargain not the bargain of the week just a bargain uh it is the nokia md-12 bluetooth speaker and it is on 
eBay here in the U.S. for $8.99 right now. Uh, so there's a bunch of them available. I can actually attest to, uh, I've owned one of these for a couple years, and it's a great little Bluetooth speaker. Uh, and it uses bass resonance uh, to kind of bring out the sound if you put it on a flat surface that's kind of hollow underneath. So like a desk or a shelf or something like that in the kitchen, the, the awning over the, the stove or the fridge, you can stick it on the fridge. Uh, it's just a really, because it's magnetic, so you can, uh, it's really versatile little little speaker, but it, you know, it, it overperforms for what it looks like. So uh, check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. So Tom, uh, have, you, <laughs> have you ever seen this before or had any experience with it? I I haven't got any experience of it. I'm just wondering, and I might be quite wrong, whether at any time they were given with sales of new Lumias, uh, and maybe they've got, uh, uh, you know, there's a stock of them <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in a big warehouse now that the Lumia has ceased uh, has ceased production. It, it looks vaguely familiar. It looks absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, value i'm just having a look at the ebay over here in the uk and uh, it looks like you know there could be a similar uh, offer available over here so i'm going to have to check that out and uh, see if that would be something i could use yeah it's definitely if you are a lumia fan and you like the you know the colorful side of lumia mm-hmm. this definitely fits in with that idea this is uh, the one that i'm linking to is the green version i know there's a white version i think there's an orange version yes a yellow version, right. you know, all yeah. of that typical lumia splash of color so uh, and in a really great device i feel like nokia and their design is just you know it's it's i'm glad they're back in android you know eventually i'd mm. like to pick up an android nokia uh, nokia android device too have you ever looked at the at, at wanting one of those I've looked at the specs with interest, and I, I, you know, I've heard that they've actually made some significant volume in sales yeah. uh, of, of these new Nokia phones. So I'm very interested to see where it goes. So, uh, you know, particularly with uh, the the camera uh, technology there. So I will be keeping a close eye on uh, Nokia's models. All right. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, check out the Pixel Bin bargain, and I, like I said, a link to that in the show notes and. Yeah, let's just thanks. Thanks for coming on, Tom. I really appreciate it. As a first guest, I couldn't have asked for a, a better person to be talking to. So I've really enjoyed this. Uh, uh, just thanks for coming on and and taking the time to be guest number one. You know, on the Pixel Swim podcast. And uh, where can people find you online? I notice you're on Google Plus and Twitter. Uh, yes, I, I I don't do very much on Twitter. I'm on uh, Google Plus following uh, mobile tech, mainly related uh, uh, groups. Uh, my name on Google Plus is Tom S, just the initial of the second name. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'd like to say thank you very much uh, indeed for having me on your uh, your podcast. It's been uh, it's been great fun. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I wish you all the best in the future. Whether you're doing solo episodes or whether you have. Uh, guests from time to time uh, steve thanks very much yeah thanks tom i appreciate that uh i'm you know i'm kind of thinking that maybe once a month i'll try and get somebody on uh you know depending on volunteers and reaching out and all of that i'll i'll make sure i link to your google plus in the show notes and i just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in you can go to pixelswim.com for all the show notes and my social links and Yeah, I appreciate it again. Thank you for tuning in and uh, have a great 
day or, or night or, or, you know, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. <laughs>